Starting Up is a podcast series of honest conversations with inspirational leaders from across Liverpool, Merseyside and beyond. And it's just about that, how they got started in business and grew a name and reputation for themselves. You'll grow your knowledge about getting an idea off the ground to serving a tribe of followers and fans. Learn about the highs and lows of the entrepreneurship journey from people living it, loving it, and more often than not, learning through failures, big and small. So welcome to our next episode of Starting Up. My name's Anna Sexton. I work in the Centre for Entrepreneurship at John Moores, and we're part of the Careers, Employability and Enterprise team. And we work with students and graduates and help you develop an idea, um, start up a business or learn how to be a better freelancer. So today's guest is going to really, really inspire you. Um, would you like to introduce yourself? Oh, hi, I'm Liz. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself, Liz. Oh, well, um, I am, I don't know if you're interested in my age, I'm 43. <laughs> okay, that's good. I'm 44. <laughs> I have um, three kids um, and I guess my official title is a graphic designer, but I kind of bounce between things. So illustrator, um, content creator, product designer shop owner yeah <laughs> there's lot there's lots of titles um oh art director as well yeah. that's another one that you do I've videos had. don't you I yeah think. yeah Di- director of director of of oh videos. yeah yeah lots of hats lots of hats oh letterer too um so yeah there's quite there's quite a bit to do um so I have kind of I suppose more of a past life um yeah. with my creative career and then I have the present now which is very much focused on Instagram creating my own products but my past life um I say past life and I'm uh, I'm putting up yeah, the, uh, the, the air, air quotes, quotes are going yeah. on a lot big here big air quotes <laughs> so I kind of started off um designing for the music industry art directing campaigns for bands and graphic design yeah so all for clients great thank you so tell us a little bit about how you have been involved with John Moores in the past. So I studied graphics at John Moores. Actually, it's a, it's a funny one. I I started um, graphic, a very, you know, traditional kind of graphic design course. I did my foundation. Sorry, yeah. completely, completely backtracking here. Foundation. Then I went on to do graphic design here under Steve Hardstaff. Um, and Steve Hardstaff's fantastic, if you've heard anything about him. He actually worked with uh, Peter Blake while he was doing all that fantastic stuff for the Beatles. And, you know, it's all really huge. So he's a, he's a proper legend. Um, so I first started studying under Steve, Hart, Steve Hardstaff then. Sadly, um, I left the course for a year because um, my mum had been sick and she passed away and I travelled and when I returned to the course um, David Crow had taken over and he was a very very he was from very different disciplinary kind of background in graphics and he renamed um, the course graphic arts mm-hmm. and so he had more of a multidisciplinary approach I mean I'm not Steve Hardstaff that that was probably the case with Steve Hardstaff as well. Yeah. He, he obviously had lots of different influences, but I think David Crow kind of officially christened it almost as this new approach. And that very much came with him and this weight of like how, uh, you know, how kind of 
hip he was, I suppose. Yeah. I can't think of a different word. Yeah, so he was but, pretty cool for school. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and was that at the time when all the Apple Macs started coming in, in yeah, graphic design? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it really, really changed. Um, you know, and it was, it was a very modern outlook. He had a very um, typography-based background. And so, obviously, um, you know, that that a lot of that was done on computer and it was very much of the freeze and kind of eye yeah. kind of I was going to say like ID, yeah, Terry Jones, yeah, that kind of thing. Them. So it was a very kind of like cutting edge kind of influence compared to Steve Hardstaff, who I suppose was like very hippie culture. More, more analogue versus <laughs> yeah, the digital. Yes, oh, yes, interesting. Yes, yes. So um, there was lots of big changes in the, in the university on the, you know, on the course and in the intake of students that came as well. Um, so you changed as a person because you'd had to deal yeah. with a personal issue yeah. and gone travelling. Yeah. And so when you came back, do you started to get a bit of extra work as well? Because I think you were saying that there was a point where you stopped being here and then you went, you were doing more work yeah. for other people. Yeah, basically I've always kind of pursued things out of, I suppose, the formal education that was going on at the time. Um I entered loads of competitions when I was younger and got on TV and stuff. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, there's lots of stories there. Um, and then it was the same in university. I was always, oh, I'm the kind of person who, or, you know, used to be the kind of person, young person, who if I walked past a cafe that was getting refurbed, I'd just go in and start asking, like, the construction workers, what's this going to be? Who owns the business? Oh, you're <laughs> so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, and I suppose it's like that someone like, we might call it networking, but I think it's calling it being curiously nosy, creatively yeah. nosy. Great. Well, we'll come, we might come back to some of that in a minute. Yeah. You do your thing. Think, thinking about that, um, getting involved in other stuff, because it sounds like that comes quite naturally to you, quite naturally curious or brackets nosy or never um, switches off or doesn't switch <laughs> off yeah yeah that's that's something with the brain isn't it um what do you think are good ideas that sort of students of now could take on board because things have changed it's got a lot more digital but i'm mm. you know i think someone once said to me recently here a student said oh, what did you do for marketing before the internet you know like I like to try and do a bit of analog and digital so what would your sort of top tips for students now uh, one of the great things I think about being at university is you don't realize the network that's right in front of you right um, and what was great about and what's fantastic about doing any kind of arts course is that you'll find that the students just don't kind of walk one line of interest like if they're creative they've probably got lots of interest and one of the great things is when I was studying like there'd be people putting on nights you know club yeah. nights there'd be people like you know setting up little businesses with their mates yeah you know and so, and all that be going on all the time so everybody was always like without realizing networking and branding up and coming little business indie yeah. businesses and stuff like that it just kind of wasn't labeled back then it just yeah. it was really organic it just kind of happened you know through conversation and getting to know your peers and everything but there's just there's just so much going on when you're at university and it's the same thing with the businesses that are linked that service universities like coffee shops yeah second second hand clothing yeah all, all the things. sort of the sort of stuff that's sort of a bit you think it's a bit 
underground but actually when you're a student that's yeah. your lifeblood isn't it you know yeah. you've got your favorite charity shops or you know your favorite place where you go to get food or yeah. the bars that you go to yeah definitely and as as a client or a, you know again not to officially label too much but when somebody for example is running a club night they don't want to get like an established agency in, you know, to yeah. to brand that for them. They want someone who would actually go to the club night. Yeah. You know, so a lot of the time when someone is looking for somebody to creatively create the visuals for their for their business, they're looking for a customer to do it. And often it doesn't even have to be that you're in the creative, you're not doing art, you might be doing biology yeah. or sports science and you're just really passionate about that music yeah, scene. And, definitely. You know, now everyone's got access to a laptop or a smartphone. You can do you can do graphic design in a very different way now. Or oh, a lot yeah. of it's going back to kind of cutting and sticking, isn't it? That's really yeah, funny. It's going yeah. back to analogue. Yeah, and that's really, it's really, really nice because it makes it so much more accessible to lots of people you know what I mean whereas if if you have to have x y and z equipment to start something or to do something it's kind of like barriers or you know people people think there's barriers to stuff but there isn't really everything is can be done so easily now on your phone or with the most basic of equipment yeah I think that is the access to quite basic equipment's amazing thank you so what skills do you think you need to have? Because it sounds like you've been doing this for a long time, but if there's someone listening to the podcast who is curious about getting going and wants to have all these different fingers in pies like you, what what do you think are good skills to have? Or maybe skills to tone down a little bit and get extra help <laughs> with or something, I don't know. Um, well, I suppose there's lots, lots of different kind of skills. I mean, obviously there's the creative skill set, but I think what's more important is um, channeling your passions and things like that. I, I hope I'm not saying anything too obnoxious sounding, but there's so many talented people on the courses, but when they come out, they kind of just don't know don't know where to channel things, don't know, don't yeah. know what to do So what's, what would you say is a good thing to do? Because I, I did fine art here. And I definitely was one of those people that kind of felt like I fell off a cliff and hadn't really thought. Maybe if I'd thought more in the first year about where I wanted to go after I left, that might have helped me a little bit. But, you know, it's easy to say in hindsight. So what what would be some good tips, do you think, for people while they're here to develop? Right. Well, um, I would definitely say to cultivate relationships when you're on the course and to just kind of like be open to opportunities don't kind of you see a lot of the time I think with creative jobs and I mentioned a student in the year above who ended up going to work for MTV one she was she became this like real kind of hotshot kind of director um I suppose creator of all those little idents that they do and everything we got on because there wasn't an official air quotes again place for us on any particular department we were like proper floaters I suppose because we were interested in so many different kind of mediums you didn't really fix your style then you kind of played around and tried out different things while you could we were really experimental and I think um one of the things that we both said and we both believed in conversations with each other was that you don't respond to a job ad you create the job yourself and then offer that yeah that's interesting to people you know um and i think that 
when you're on a course, I mean, you should you shouldn't be kind of well, you know. It's 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 great if you've got a job offer when you come out and it's advertised yeah. somewhere and you can apply. But I think you kind of need to be open to the possibility of just kind of making it happen for yourself. Yeah, you know, and approach re- people, ask yeah. the questions. Have you got any jobs going? Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you need something doing, what is it? Yeah, can I help with that? And examine when you're, I mean, what's really great is university gives you briefs. And so they kind of feed you creatively the inspiration for what you're, what you're going to do. Because that's, you know, creative block is such a huge thing, you know, all throughout like your life being a creative. But as you're doing these briefs over like the the entire period of the course, you want to kind of sit back and reflect on what gave you the real buzz yeah. You know, and was it was it when you did those posters for something? Was it when you did the copywriting for something? Was it when you worked in a team? And kind of stand back from that and kind of try and join the dots a bit yourself. Yes. And that will inform you what you want to do, what you're best suited to. Yeah. I mean, obviously, obviously, like it's it's a lot of people can be suited to things that they excel on paper in but I'm a big believer in it's what kind of lights you up that you should be going for because at the end of the day this is what we're going to be doing for the majority of our daily lives you know you might as well buzz off it completely and again I properly believe that if you follow what you're passionate in you'll do well in it because because you're involved somebody doesn't have to you know motivate you you've got that motivation already so great thank you so just before we start this next section you might hear some uh, drilling in the background but we're going to keep going because we were recording from the the podcast cupboard again and uh, <laughs> things happen on outside, on the outside of the door that we can't see um so you talked before about motivating yourself and following your passion how do you like what things do you do when you're not feeling so motivated because you are doing something you love that's obvious but not every day are there things that you do that you love or some days you feel a bit bored or oh yeah yeah I mean you know I I'll I'll definitely hold my hands up and say I'm really fortunate I'm doing what I love but there are days when I don't love it because it is a job now you know I have to make money to pay the bills and it you know that that total exuberance and joy isn't there for every day and every job i'll admit that but um yeah i've i've developed a few ways to deal with it and um, so there's the whole thing of like if you can step away you know take a break go for a walk do something completely different yeah and it just it takes the you know it can you want to basically take the pressure off it so, absolutely stop overthinking it yeah. and worrying about it and analyzing it and looking at it so much that yeah. you're sort of blind to the possibilities of it actually being quite good or yeah, yeah definitely I like to go for a walk and yeah. um, go see friends as yeah well. have have lunch with friends that's a good one yeah and and often they're going through similar things at a similar time I find yeah yeah just anything I mean so there's stuff that you can do you know in a group to get away from it you know or maybe like me a lot of the time you're sitting at home on your own so that's where a walk's great, watching a film, just, yep. you know, anything visually that inspires you, maybe go to a gallery, go see that exhibition you've been meaning to for a couple of months, yeah. you know, anything like that, I think is really great to just help you get out your own head and kind of take a break for a sec. Now that, I've heard so many people say that, step away from it, step away from it, but there's another thing that I always do, and this is something I've developed myself, basically if I step away from it for too long, 
that kind of increases my anxiety. Yeah, it's knowing how long to be away from yeah. it from, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and that's different for everyone. And obviously as well, if this is a client-led project and, you know, you got to pay them bills and everything, then you're going to have to return to it at some point. But obviously, like, if you need to ease yourself back into a creative process, I find kind of making making myself and i i do yeah. sometimes you have to you know yeah, show up yeah sit down and make yourself do a little bit each day and it you i kind of say to myself it's okay if this is rubbish it's okay if this doesn't work out yeah. you know all right rubbish rubbish like you know when you're doing something and you're like oh god this is but awful. sometimes it's like warming up isn't it it's like when yeah. you first do like your first bit of running that first bit can be really like oh yeah and then you get into your flow but exactly. you can't get into your flow you don't start you don't. flow straight away yeah. you have to sort of engage with it and sort of tease it on and yeah. i think that's you know i think that's true i imagine there'd be scientists who are listening to this or people who like are into maths or whatever kind of creative outlet everyone's got little tips and tricks that they've yeah. got that get them kind of going yeah. when they're not so motivated yeah. so thank you what advice or tips do you think you would have liked when you were a student Ooh. <laughs> oh that's interesting um because i mean when you came you did foundation how yeah. old were you so you when you first did foundation you were i would have been 18 18 yeah. yeah and i came up here from london when i was 19 just yeah. having done foundation down there so you're quite you're fresh aren't you yeah you, you've got a lot you want to do yeah so um, what what advice or maybe that classic question you know what would you say to yourself now you know if you look back oh god um so i would have uh i i i had a lot of uh, i didn't gel very well because um with it when i first started only because i'd gone through high school and i suppose i was i was very praised for my technical ability through high school uh but that's GCSE and A level and it's a completely different marking system and then when I came to university to do the foundation my tutors were like okay just let's just loosen you up yeah let's just shake <clears throat> you know we can see that you can do that we're not looking for you to carry on doing that we want you to go deeper we want you to do something that you don't enjoy creatively yeah. you know which was really really fantastic they really shook me up yeah and I fought against <clears throat> it so much so my tutors were wonderful in like really encouraging me to to go against I suppose what 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 had become my nature as a creative yes and they just come I, I fought it so hard so so hard but they unlocked so much that I now get so much joy and fulfilment from. And, and, and you and, wouldn't have done that if you kept no. on the same path. I think no. I would say that as well. It's um, learning to do things that maybe you wouldn't do normally yeah. or look at the world or hang around with people that you, you know, like when you come to uni, like, I mean, you're originally from around here, are you, I think? Yeah. 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 Whereas I came to uni and the people were so different, different ages, different cultures, different, yeah. you know, religious practices all the things yeah. that maybe you don't experience when you're growing up and it really opens your mind to like different ways of thinking and just I think definitely spend time with people that aren't like you um and like that I got a lot out of getting you know like some some people we we see at the center for entrepreneurship like oh I've only had a bar job and I'm like I had loads of bar jobs and that was so valuable even now like just thinking methodically or how you 
cash up. There's lots of little things you do oh, in part-time yeah. jobs that you think probably have no value, but actually they have loads of value. Yeah, I mean, I think that when you're in school, you're very much, um, you're made to fit into a box. Yeah. You know, they want, you know, all through your life, your academic life, even if it's, you know, creative academic life, you know, because yeah. you're studying, aren't you, for GCSEs. Yeah. It's all got to fit in these little boxes that can be ticked. And I think that when you get to university, it all that, you know, that's kind of dismissed. It's it's and it's a real period of discovery, self-discovery. And not only that, but I think you cultivate your own culture and your own interests at that point. Definitely. You're making that yeah. culture and actually that making a culture can keep with you for decades beyond. Yeah. So maybe anyone that's listening, you might not realise that you're sort of, you're changing the game for yourself, but because yeah. you're in the middle of it, you won't see how profound that yeah, is until coming full circle maybe 5, 10, 15 years yeah. later on when you look back. I think that's the thing. I think everybody that I know looks back, you know, when they're talking about what they like, it's a lot of things that, you know, what they enjoy from life. It's a lot of stuff or what they've learned. It's a lot of what they kind of absorb during those years at university. Yes. Because you're exposed to so much that you maybe weren't before, you were maybe more sheltered in school, you know, everybody in your school was from your local community, I mean, yeah. that's the thing, it's just kind of like, your eyes are open. And it's full time, like school, you go in the morning, or and you leave, depending on what type of school, but generally it's sort of a nine to five, or a nine yeah. to four type thing, whereas here it's 24 hours, seven days a week. Yeah, I'm and not some forgetting, people... I was, I was oh, gonna say, yeah, no, not forgetting as well, for a lot of people, it's the first time they've ever had that independence from home. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's the first time if they want to like stay out all night and <laughs> rock up. The exactly. Next day, they they take that's the first time they've maybe taken responsibility for that or experience. Yeah, or you and I think all of these things you look back, you know, and it's it's just really about trying to find ways to enjoy yourself, isn't yeah. it? And and take suck all the what life out of that. Ex yeah, mm -hmm. fine. And it might be something that isn't related to your course or it might be something on your course that's, you know, you're rediscovering for yourself. And another thing is it might be a period where you find out what you don't like. It might be a huge trend. It might be a huge change. I actually thought I was going to be an animator my entire life growing up. Really? I had all these ambitions to be an animator and I did the uh, elective when I, when I got on the degree and I just went, nope. Nope. <laughs> Didn't want to do it anymore. Wow. Didn't want to do it. I found that I sought that instant gratification that silk screening, letter, yeah. so many other things, you know, kind of brought it's me. It's quick processing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't, I don't see that as a bad thing as well, because actually when you're a graphic designer, it's all about a responsive speed. You know, the, yeah. a lot of being a designer is about how quickly you think you make the connections and you address the brief yeah. so it actually really really suited me to to discover that um, yeah and not stick with animation which although is really brilliant is a lot more of a sort of a long drawn out yeah, process yeah, i think yeah. i would have been a really frustrated animator <laughs> brilliant well i'm glad you didn't go down that path so if if you sort of thought about it again because we're gonna we're gonna wrap up this podcast for now if you could sort of do, what would you do more of, do you think? Oh, oh God, that's a tough one. Um, you know what? I think I I kind of abandoned every, every rule that anyone kind of set me. So there's not a lot of kind of regrets there. Cool. Um, but 
I suppose having having just refocused on that, just what I simply what I just said, I was a huge kind of air quotes again rule breaker. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe maybe I could have given in more to you know <laughs> what my what my tutors, what the system, what the what those really experienced professionals were advising. Interesting. Me. Yes, that is makes it. Yes, we. I think we were. I think when when you're of a when you're fresh out of the box and you're you're finding out once you're out of the box of school education, however you did it, you, you're like, everything's to play for and I'm not going to listen to that and I know best. And that's the cool part of being on a course, isn't it? It's like yeah. you just want to smash everything down and <laughs> yeah. make everything your own. I think it's almost when I, when I spot that there's like some sort of path set out in front of me, I almost do everything to kind of like go the other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I can, I, or someone tells me to read a really good book, I'm like, no, I'm not interested. And then read it 30 years later and go, oh, actually, that's quite good. I really wish I'd read that earlier. Yeah. Okay. Um, what would you? Ooh, what would you do less of? Oh, um, God, that's a tough one. Um, maybe work less. Maybe, maybe be less focused almost um it was such a huge huge drive for me all the way through university I was just like I I, I want to do this I and I don't think I recognized at the time that I wanted my own business so so clearly yes but I you think, wouldn't have called it that but yeah you really wanted your own yeah, thing. yeah 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 I think I really wanted to like steer my own you know experience as a yes. creative I, I I not that I not that I don't respond to direction well at all because obviously I've worked for clients for you a wouldn't have huge got where you got to if you hadn't yeah. responded to direction and briefs yeah yeah, yeah I think um so I've forgotten the question now <laughs> I would just do less of what would you do less do of less of less work um, you said yeah 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 I think is that just because when you're freelancing, it's that feast or famine? You're like you're pitching for six jobs, and that when you're pitching for it, you've got one on, and that might run out of money. So you're got landing all, the, and they all yeah. come at once. I think I think I've very much shifted. Obviously, obviously, I've been doing it for a really long time. So I I kind of believe in myself. Well, it's not actually a belief thing. I think it's I think it's like a fear that um, obviously I have to make money from what yeah. I what I do. Um, so I think I think I as a freelancer, I have this real kind of like panic that well, what if that falls through? What if what yeah. if there isn't a job there? What if you know, and I think because of that, I, I and I even had that through university, I had that kind of like, because my family are very much you, you, you're working the first week you're out of university, you're getting, you're a, getting job, a job, mate. yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so it was, it was very much that if I couldn't do it like straight away, then I was going to work down the docks with yeah. my dad, yeah, and, and yeah. he does, and that's just not a term, he does actually work down yeah, the yeah. docks, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So you're from quite a working class background then. Yeah. Yeah. And so that kind of work ethic, it's like if there isn't work in the thing you want to do, you find it somewhere else. Yeah. yeah I come from that yeah. as well. And there was there was an awful lot of my friends as well who who had experienced that. Now I took a year out. So I saw so many of them go through this process where they came out and it didn't happen for them straight away. Um and so they ended up getting a job somewhere else. And even that even for a lot of them it was just a gap of a year yeah. while they built their portfolio or they you know they went for so many interviews a lot of them ended up in the creative fields 
But even that gap for me was like so terrifying. You didn't that... want to have that. <laughs> yeah. No, and also, you know, that resilience of like facing into like applications and we, we, there is a lot of noise in the background. <laughs> we hope we can talk over the top of that. Um, facing into those sort of that perception of a rejection. Because yeah. you're not being rejected, but you can tell yourself that, can't you? And it's yeah. hard. Yeah, and I think I would have, it would have been nice if I could have just kind of switched off that fear a bit more that was motivating a lot of my choices at the yes. time um that would have opened me to kind of like maybe just being a little bit i know i've talked about how how happy and free i already was but honestly just just a bit more relaxed yes. um you know and maybe maybe switched off the odd time and maybe just enjoyed the process of doing the degree and we might switch off now because the noise is getting really bad <laughs> So as we come to the end, is there anything you're working on at the moment that, you know, you and listeners might be able to get involved in or? Ooh, ooh. Um, if I'm talking... Or where they can find you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, I'm usually on Instagram. Um, What's your Instagram handle? It's at Liz Harry Design. Great. Um, and you've got a very <laughs> colourful yellow yeah, le- yeah, yeah, yellow picture of you, I think, unless <laughs> yeah. that changes by the time the podcast goes out. <laughs> There'll be there'll be something colourful, something like for with, sure, yeah, very maximalist. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's uh, there's the in colourful company walks. If anybody wants to come yeah. find me, we're usually doing socials. Um, I'm I think I'm planning to go to a few events in the future. But literally, if you've got an event on and it's a creative thing where I can just go and like talk and just like monologue on to people about about creativity, I'm always so happy to attend. Oh, well, so basically, out. reach out and get in touch because you're such a you're such a caring person and you mentor a lot of people. Thought you were going to say character then? <laughs> no, caring. I was going to say kind, kind, caring, kind. Well, look, thanks ever so much, and if you've really enjoyed this talk. Which we hope you have. Um, go and find Liz on Instagram and see what she's up to. It's either some kind of Kickstarter campaign or in colourful company walks. And we're really appreciative that you've come in today. Thanks very much. Thanks, Anna. Bye. Bye. Cheers. Oh, thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Starting Up Podcast. We can reach more listeners through you sharing about this episode and what you loved about it. We'd love if you took a screenshot of this episode and shared it with your social channels. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn. Every share, review and piece of feedback you give us matters to us so that we can get more people to learn from all the juicy wisdom contained in each episode and make the next episodes even better.